Well, good morning. God bless you. It's podcast day, one of my favorite days of the week, as you know. I just want to say good morning to you first. I hope your week is off to a good start. And I just want to remind you, uh, continually speak words of of life over yourself, over your family. Uh, Satan's after your life. He's after your family. Uh, And the way he's going to get to him is if he can get uh, to you first and get you speaking in line with him. But refuse it. Uh, Choose life. Choose life words. Amen. That's a a good opening. Choose life. Choose life words. You know, and you've heard my uh, testimony uh, at New Way Church every day. I wake up up, uh, whether I get up earlier to go to the restroom, uh, then when I uh, wake up for the day, no matter when I get out of the bed, I make my confession or profession of faith, and I say, I choose life, I choose health, I choose you, Jesus, I choose strength today, I choose peace today, and I make those professions of faith faith daily, and I set myself, and I set my day in line with the Word of God. Well, I I hope that helps you a little bit, but I want to get into uh, talking to you this morning about uh, spirit, soul, and body. It's been a while since I've talked about that. It's one of my favorite subjects. But I got some revelation yesterday. I was just uh, meditating today. I'll be doing a uh, going home celebration uh, of my one of my dear friends, um, you know, Rachel. Uh, some of you know Jeffrey Levinson, Rachel Levinson. Well, she passed uh, from this life and to heaven. And I was just meditating on some, uh, you know, things that I would say today at that service. And the Lord began to speak to me concerning your spirit. Now, some of you know this. Well, let me just refresh it, you know, refresh you a little bit, and then let's go a little deeper and gain some deeper insight concerning this matter. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and they live in a body. Now, if you meditate this for a while, it it can, until you gain revelation, uh, it can be kind of confusing. So, if you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body, before Jesus, uh, what's happening within you? Because if your uh, spirit uh, is alive to a system and your spirit kind of feeds in, let me say it this way first, kind of feeds information to your soul, but your soul is what makes you you. So you're, 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 when you were created, when you were conceived in your mother's uh, womb, uh, you, you already had a soul. There was a, a DNA. There was, uh, you know, a light. You were being create, being made to who you are. That's your, your, your mind, meaning the way you think, uh, the, the way you speak, uh, your attitude, your will, uh, your, you know, volition, your, uh, the, you know your little quirks, your quirkiness, your uh, personality, uh, your opinions, your flavors. Uh, you know what do you like to eat? What don't you like to eat? That's all within your soul. <clears throat> now, uh, you you lend your soul to good or evil. So you can take a a, a weird, wild, uh, kooky, quirky uh, personality, and he gets on fire for the Lord. And that 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 person uses his personality or who he is, uh, who he's created to be, and it becomes a beautiful, uh, a spiritual driven, heavenly uh, driven, you know, person. 
Now, you can take those same uh, soulful attributes and you can put them under the the uh, column of evil, you know. So he, he was moved by evil. He's, um, you know, under, uh, you know, evil or spell or Satan, whatever you want to say. Now, that same personality is in effect because he doesn't, your personality doesn't change. Your characteristics don't change. You know, that, that person that you are, that God created you to be, that doesn't change. That's who make, that's what makes you, you, uh, it's just under, uh, whether it's under good or evil, it just makes you act either good or evil, but the personality doesn't change. So now, uh, let's say this, if your spirit is either under this world or fallen man's nature, or if your spirit becomes born again, Come on now, uh, that spirit at that born again nature is completely and totally a hundred percent spiritual, a hundred percent heavenly. Like so, let's say like this: your your spirit doesn't need to mature. Your spirit doesn't need to grow in the things of the Lord. Uh, your spirit doesn't uh, grow in age. It's not young and then gets older. Uh, and on and on it goes. No, when you get born again, when you go from a fallen nature, let's just say neutral, a neutral spirit, uh, to born again. Remember when in John chapter 3, maybe we can go there real quick so we have some scripture today. Amen. I like scripture. John chapter 3, and let me start in verse 1. Uh, John 3, 1 uh, there was a man of Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. I'll read this through for a second. Um, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, uh, we know that uh, you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And then he replies here, Jesus answered, truly I say unto you, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless a man be born again, he cannot sing the kingdom, see the kingdom of God. Now, Nicodemus, uh, he uh, claims, he says, or responds, uh, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb a second time to be born? And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, let's look at this for a second. What he was talking about is, is a spirit. Uh, you know, uh, when his spirit gets born again, his spirit, is, is, let's just say it this way, is enlightened or uh, it, it comes alive to God or it becomes a, a God spirit and it is clean and is, is quickened. These are all biblical terms, by the way, it is quickened. Your soul doesn't get quickened. Come on now, your flesh doesn't get quickened. Uh, every time you hear these terms about what happened on the cross of Jesus or, or what Jesus offered to man on the cross, it was talking about your spirit. So when you come to Jesus Christ and you accept his death, burial, and his resurrection on the cross of Calvary, and you confess him as Lord and Savior over your life, immediately your spirit now is quickened. That's a powerful word. It, it's quickened. That goes from, from like uh, light speed uh, from what it was prior to Jesus uh, and, and immediately before even that word can even engage, 
uh, you go from darkness to light uh, so fast, and your spirit now is full and at, it, at its full capacity to be and to do everything uh, that God has created it to be and to do. Now, I hope you're getting this revelation because this is extremely important. Now, I'm going to go a little depth for, further than this. Now, <clears throat> if you continue in the way of God, your spirit man uh, is not getting built up like you're not growing your spirit man because we already decided that your spirit man is quickened. It's fully quickened. But what's taking place now is this word discipleship where you're discipling uh, your soul, or you're growing your soul with your spirit. Now, how's your spirit? How, how's this work out? Now, you got three parts to a human being, and how does this work out? Well, before your spirit was quickened to God or made alive to God, uh, your soul uh, kind of just did what it wanted uh, without conviction because there was no good or evil. You were under. Uh, the sinful nature of man. Now, you still had an innate ability to understand good or evil, I mean, to a certain point. But now, with your spirit being quick and alive to God, your spirit now talks with and to the Holy Spirit and, and is very uh, keen on spiritual things, good and evil, but now it's a clean spirit. So your spirit comes into play now and almost is like the guider or or brings conviction to your the rest of your being uh to where your soul wants to do something but then your that that inner conviction says ah we shouldn't do that now your soul until it's discipled until you grow that soul and mature that soul can still override your spirit but at least now there's a a, a battle going on on the inside of you to tell you the difference between right and wrong. And that this is why it's very important. I'll get to the part where I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, today with uh, with my d- uh, dear friend who passed Rachel Levinson in a second. But um, <clears throat> uh, the problem is, unless you're discipled, unless you get into a good a discipling church, uh, your soul will kind of run your being, and it'll never mature or become clean it'll stay in that soiled state uh it takes a a a man anointed man and a woman anointed by god to disciple you called by god with the power the anointing power is anointing of god heavenly power and anointing on that man or woman uh that has the power and the ability the authority given to them by god to begin to to make within your soul a heavenly being I hope this kind of <laughs> helping you today. I hope it's playing out the way it did in my spirit last night. So now uh, let's l- look at that a little further. So if, if you don't get in a Bible place where there's uh, the anointing, not only the Word of God, but then the anointing, the Holy Spirit, it's very hard uh, to begin to create that new inner being within your soul. Because at some point in time, you got to lend your soul now uh, to, to a different way, you you you've got to side with in your soul uh, to a different way of life. Meaning, you change your desires, but you can't change your desires unless there's something to to change them too. So, if there's the absence of the Word of God, there's the absence of a holy uh, man or woman example. There's the absence to the anointing that's the power to make you change. If those things are absent. 
present, then you can't change uh, who you are. Now, not only do those things got to be present, but I'll give you a couple more keys today. Uh, You within yourself have got to have honor and respect for those things. You got to honor so you can be around all those things and, and lack honor and lack respect, not for a human being, for the gifts for who God has created them to be, what God has placed on them and in them for you. If uh, honor is probably one of the greatest receivers, because when there's no honor, uh, you don't look at that person as if they have something for you. It's only in honor that you say, wow, there's something in that man, there's something in that woman that I respect, that I need for my life, that I want to be like when I grow up, or I want to be like someday. And then that unlocks the door of your heart uh, to begin to uh, you know, uh, grab this information and incorporate this change. Or we, the Bible calls it transformation. You're being transformed into a, a God being. Now, this is what I want to talk about a little bit later today when I go to this uh, service to celebrate um, Rachel's life. Now, uh, if your spirit gets born again, you get born again, you're whole. You're completely, t- totally whole. Your spirit doesn't get old. Your spirit doesn't get sick. Your spirit doesn't get wrinkles. Your spirit doesn't you know, get uh, eyesight issues, doesn't get aches, pain, symptoms. Uh, what happens in your passing is your spirit separates from your body. Now, your soul stays with your spirit. You can't separate those two because you are a spirit, but your spirit has a soul. And your soul stays with your spirit, meaning if your soul stayed with your body, there'd have to be, uh, your your spirit would be uh, lifeless or it couldn't be a person or a being because that's what makes the person or the being. So uh, when uh, uh, any person passes from uh, this life to the next life, uh, no matter what your beliefs are, uh, your soul stays with your uh, spirit. Come on, am I helping somebody? I know this is a little different today, uh, but I just really, uh, this morning, last night, this morning, uh, this just kind of got in me, and I think not only does it help understand the three parts, parts of a human being, but a little, uh, understand a little bit how you act and operate and how you can operate in a greater authority within uh, your spirit. So let me give you another scripture. Um, go to, oh, let me get my Bible here. Uh, go to Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5. Go to 2 Corinthians 5. And I'll start reading in the... uh, I'll start reading it in the 6th verse, 5-6. Therefore, we are always uh, confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, hold on now. Uh, uh, faith is, a, is, a, is completely and totally a spiritual operation. Um, you know, without that spirit uh, life, that uh, spirit being alive, 
uh, you can't operate in faith. That comes to you by the spirit, and then your spirit conveys it to your being. Or we can say it like this. It's a little different. It comes in your spirit, and then your spirit begins to ooze it or leak it into your total being. And as it leaks into your total being, you become a faith person, or you operate in faith. And we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can't gain, uh, your spirit can't gain faith without hearing. It absorbs what it hears and then becomes now, eight, it says, we are confident, I say, willing rather to be absent from the body and be present from the Lord. So when you're absent from the body, all right, let's say this, in passing, as a believer, you're going to pass from this life, and the Bible calls it to glory. So if you're, uh, you take your last breath here for one reason or another, you know, let's not get into that. But the minute you take your last breath here, let's just say it was a a, a horrible illness. Your body probably is going to take on the form of that horrible illness, meaning you're going to have, you know, wrinkles and, uh, you know, your body's going to kind of look lifeless. But I want you to understand what really happens, you know, for all of us, because this is an earthen vessel and it is a tent. The Bible talks about it being a tent or an earthen vessel or a house for a season here on this earth. But I want you to get an image of your spirit because not only is it going to help you in the future, but it's going to help you today understanding that, yes, you might be getting older in age. Yes, you know, all these things, but your spirit's not. Your spirit is young and old at the same time, uh, energetic and, and able at the same time. Even though you gain an age, your spirit's always ready. Your spirit's ready uh, to, to, to birth something, to work hard. Your spirit has the capability to do the same thing at 20 that it does when, it's eight, when you're 80 and on and on it goes. Your spirit doesn't age. It's a, a full age and full ability when you get born again or recreated in the image of God. Uh, come on now, say amen. That's good news. But when when you pass now, when it comes to that time, your spirit exits your, your flesh so quickly. And the moment you take your last breath here on this earth, the Bible states that you're present with God. Now, there's no travel distance in the spirit realm. I don't know the fastest speed, maybe light speed. I think that's faster than speed of sound, but light speed. So you take your last breath and your spirit by creative law in which God created it to be has to conform to or obey the laws and parameters of, of creation, that spirit now, uh, uh, it's almost like it's sucked out of your body so fast. And the Bible says immediately your spirit is present with the Lord. So what are you talking about, preacher? Well, your spirit, that full person, that spirit, you, you are a spirit. You're not a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. So your spirit and your soul immediately are present uh, with the Lord. Come on, say amen. That's good news. And you're not old. You're not sick. You're not broken. Uh, you're not sad. No, come on, because that spirit uh, it doesn't get that way. That soul uh, it can get that way under under the laws of, of a fallen nature, fallen man, under worldly laws and parameters, worldly laws and parameters. But as a born-again, recreated spirit, 
No, man, there's no no sadness, there's no sickness, there's no wrinkles, there's no lack, slack, uh, bad eyesight, bad hearing, you know, mental issues. No, that's all that's all within the parameters of your flesh. That stays with your flesh. And, and now, now, at that point, you are alive and well without the limits of a flesh suit. Come on, I hope I'm helping you. Now, let's look at this part of it. If... You can gain a revelation on this now. I believe you'll start to act differently. So instead of the Bible says we don't act by the, we shouldn't be acting within the seen realm. Or right here, right up here in Second Corinthians four, we're right on that page here in eighteen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but things which are not seen. Well, let's pause. If you look in a mirror. A lot of people will look in a mirror. A lot of people will evaluate their present life and age and begin to make statements like, my life's half over. I can't do what I used to do. I'd love to go back to 20. I'd love to you know, have a do-over. Uh, well, let me help you here, friends. If your spirit's full, ready, never gets old, doesn't get aches, pains, doesn't get mental fog or whatever, or old age thinking, whatever, whatever. Uh, but it's just on ready 24-7 and has ability uh, to do beyond what your flesh can do. What are you waiting on? Come on now. Don't look at, don't look at you in the mirror and see gray hair and wrinkles and say, well, I got to slow down. No, that's what the world says. All right, let me tell you a little story, and I hope I get this right. Uh, I think uh, Angie uh, listens to these. Angie Thomas, uh, one of our newest uh, employee ministers here at the church, uh, and her husband, Eric. Uh, but uh, Eric told me a story the other day. He said his grandfather, uh, Woody, retired, I believe around uh, 50, late 50s. He was sick and broke. Not broke, but he wasn't setting the world on fire financially. And the Lord called him at 60. And said, now the Lord called Abraham at 75. And he said, come out of your, your father's uh, your camp. Come away from your family and go to where I'll send you. The Lord calls Woody at 60. Now at 60, Woody could have looked in the mirror. I, I, I didn't know him at 60 or didn't know him at all. I just know him through people. And, and could have said, Lord, I'm wrinkled. I'm achy. I don't have the money. don't have the energy. don't have the strength. No, no, no. But he was a spirit man. Then he had grown his being up in the ways of God. And when God called him, he asked two things from God. God, bless me and heal me. Keep me healthy, bless me. And at 60 years old, he birthed a, a, a great and mighty ministry that grew to, to a, and now I'm not saying just because there's mega numbers that it makes it mighty. No, it was a strong force to be reckoned with. And it was a mega church in South Florida with several thousand members. Then lives were in a, a city, uh, people, families, children, lives were affected and impacted because this man said yes. Well, how could he say yes at 60? And how could God use him at 60? Because God used him as, his, uh, as a spirit. Come on. Uh, all right. You're, if you'll engage with what I'm teaching you today, uh, you'll bypass the age thing, and you'll even if you have to drag your flesh along, when you understand you're a spirit and you have energy and ability in the spirit realm to do things beyond the flesh realm. Now, you need your flesh to have impact in this flesh realm. 
That's 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 the the law that allows you to have access and to change things in this world is your flesh suit. You remove you from your flesh suit. You have no uh, no business here in this realm any longer. You have to leave because the gateway to humanity is a flesh suit. Come on now. But understanding this, that your spirit has the ability, come on, to do things in your 60s, in your 50s, in your 70s, in your 80s. Look at my dear oh, mentor. I was going to say friend. He, we are friendly, but he is a mentor, and I respect and honor him. Uh, Kenneth Copeland in his mid-80s, uh, still ministering almost every day. Uh, well, how's he doing this? Some of you say by faith. Yeah, by faith. But he understands that he's a spirit and he understands his spirit has the same ability day one that it's going to have on its last day. And it's not gotten older and on and on it goes. And he's led by the spirit. He's not led by what he sees his body. And he's operating under heaven authority, not by earthly authority or, or authority that comes by way of the flesh suit. Oh, I hope I'm helping you today. Glory be to God. Get your eyes off of when you pass. Get your eyes off of, you know, your last days here. And get your eyes on the spiritual ability, the spiritual authority, the creative authority and ability that we were recreated in. And now we possess to make a change here on this earth. You got plenty of life left in you. As long as there's a spirit in you, or which you are a spirit, you got plenty of life and plenty of ability to make change around you. Wow. Wow, glory to God. Once again, I'm dedicating this. I don't know if Jeffrey will hear this, but to Jeffrey and my friend Rachel, who went home to be with the Lord last week, she's alive and well, uh, and she's a lot more happier than we are probably. Well, I say that I'm pretty happy, but when you get to heaven, there's no sorrow. You're going to be a lot happier there. Uh, but God bless you, my dear friend, uh, Jeffrey, and someone can share this with him. Tell him that I, I was honoring her and him today. We love you. We thank God for you. And hey, everybody else out there listening today, uh, get busy. Your spirit's ready. Uh, get busy. And now if you've got some sin in your life, you've got some things that are lingering, get in in a spirit word church and honor and submit the anointing of that spirit word church. Find one that that's find a true man, woman of God, a severe man, woman of God, and then honor that man, uh, that gift in that man and woman of God, and let them begin to sharpen you. Let them begin to grow you up in the ways of God and then do something great uh, in the remaining days of your life. Amen. RichardSummerlin.com, NewWayChurchFL.com. Uh, share this. Go on our stuff. Help us uh, continually preach, teach, and send the gospel around the world. We love you. And until next time, uh, I call you blessed. Highly favored of the Lord. Healthy, strong, and full of God life.